Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You are now tuned into the live sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to Cool Radio. What we're doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Papa Bella Bosby, and on my way go. We invading airwaves. And if you didn't know, you better call somebody, indeed, because we are live in the airwaves right now, and we have a lot to get to you on today's program. I'm talking about NBA free agency. I'm talking about the latest squabble between Joe Budden and Drake. I am talking about John Jones doping out basically a couple of days before USC 200. There's so much to discuss. <clears throat> Also, we have professional athlete Ryan Wright, homegrown, Canadian-born. He will be in the studio around the 9 o'clock mark. Uh, but before we get to all that, man, I got to talk about a few things that you already know I got to get off my chest, man. And to no surprise, it's been happening you know, for such a long time within the news. Uh, but I'm talking about the two latest stories right now that I'm about to get into. So on that note, it is once again indeed time to let that dish breathe. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut straight to the chase right now. Um, we got to talk about these shootings that have been taking place in America right now. So first and foremost, I'm going to talk about the shootings that took uh, place uh, with the two individuals, Alton Sterling and Philando Castile. Now, with Alton Sterling and Philando Where Castile, is- they're very similar cases. Uh, with Alton Sterling, he was taken down by two police officers with his hands basically, you know, submissioned and then was shot in the chest four times and was told by, by uh, some to be resisting arrest. We're going to get to that l- later on in the segment. Also, we have Philando Sterling, sorry, Philando Castile, who was actually shot by cops in front of his girlfriend and in front of his child. And he was shot because he was told to reach for his license of registration uh, right after he told the officer that he had a licensed firearm in the vehicle. And he was shot the moment he was trying to reach for his identification. Now, this brings about an alarming trend that has been happening in America uh, as a, um, for a very long time when it comes to unarmed black individuals and law enforcement. Why it happens... It happens because of systemic racism. That is the general reason as to why it's happening. It shouldn't be happening because we're in 2016, but the year does not matter in many people's eyes because of the fact that America is a nation that's been built on the backs of racism and prejudice and among other negative things that poison the mind of humanity, that is. Now, most recently, there have been protests because of these shootings that have been taking place but the most violent of them happens to be uh by that of an ex uh an ex-military officer basically this person was on the roof shooting police officers so he shot 11 cops and i believe five of them were killed now they not only subdued this person but they actually they annihilated him basically from what i was told they, they had a drone set up to seek out this individual and actually kill him on site now i'm not going to go into the, into the details as to how they went about it but they went about it let's just be clear on that um basically what i'm trying to say is this with all these events that are taking place right now they shouldn't be taking place we shouldn't have to be in an era where we are shooting well not we but law enforcement is shooting unarmed black individuals especially when they are complying with the officers, especially when there's a situation where you have more than two officers on, on, the, on, the, on the suspect, quote-unquote. When you have five or six people on that, on that same person, like an Eric Garner, for example, you can't have this person subdued and then choke them out or kill them or, or have, the, have their life slip away. I think the most disturbing aspect of, I'm going to say, the Philando situation was the fact that they didn't call paramedics immediately after the cop killed the person. And if you listen to the tone of voice of the cop who killed him, you can tell that he is frantic, he is losing his mind, he is hyperventilating. 
girlfriend of, of Philando Castile was more calm than the cop who killed him. That is a problem. That is a problem. It makes you question the the tactics that they use to train their 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 police officers in these types of situations. And it's funny to me that the entire nation can be up in arms about a gorilla who gets who gets gunned down in a zoo, but then when someone like an Alton, Alton Sterling or a Philando Castile gets shot and killed and he's unarmed. And all of that, it's only black people, who, for the most part, who are up in arms about it. Maybe a few others as well. But I don't see any signatures or any petitions being pushed out in social media by, by whomever. That gets lost in the whirlwind. For what reason is beyond me. What I also don't understand is the fact that whenever these cases do happen and whenever they do go to court, the officer always gets acquitted of all charges. Sometimes doesn't even make it to court which is disturbing to me, yet we have a college kid who rapes a girl behind a dumpster and only gets six months in jail. Can anyone describe or explain to me why there's such a disparity? It's, it's just very alarming when you have all these cases happening and then there's nothing done about it. And the fact that you have someone like an Eric Garner, like a Mike Brown, like a Tamir Rice, who get killed on site, yet you have a domestic terrorist like Dylan Roof who is... Sh- is armed to the team when it comes to bulletproof vests and rifles, goes into a black church and annihilates everyone and even admits to saying that he wants to start a race war, but he gets escorted out in the most tactful way possible. They even take this kid to Burger King and give him a friggin' Whopper before they put him in handcuffs and take him to jail. But no, we kill somebody who is black and basically assume that they're guilty before anything else. And then people have the audacity to say that racism is no more and it doesn't exist because America has a black president. We're in 2016, ladies and gentlemen. We shouldn't have to be discussing this, but we are. Unfortunately, we are. And the only good thing that could come about this is the fact that the, the, the conversation can and will continue. Black people have been fighting for their civil rights for decades upon decades upon decades. We tried the protesting route, it didn't work. We tried the rebellion route, it didn't work. Black people in America have literally exhausted all their efforts for the powers that be to wake up, realize, and pay attention, and take action on their end to create a better tomorrow for not only black people, but people of of color in general. It is up to the lawmakers, and it's up to law enforcement for them to choose to make a stand. We've already exhausted all our efforts. We've done everything that we can to help you guys pay attention and understand and realize that there is a problem out there. It's up to you guys now to say, okay, we understand you. We see what's happening. We're going to change something about it and rectify the situation at hand as soon as possible, effective and immediately. Now, it's easy for you to say that, but for you to go out and do it shows something. It shows some sort of progression. And that's all that black people are asking for. Because now what's happening is that people are rioting. They are, they are they're just angry and they're just up in arms. And we don't need to have that. We don't need to have a situation where martial law may be instituted, thus ensuing a civil war. We don't need that. That's the last thing we need. Because if you go from 1966 to 2016, how far have we really come? Have we really come that far? I don't know. And it's disappointing that I don't know. All I can say is, as a black Canadian, I feel blessed and privileged that we don't go through to the extent of what America goes through in terms of its race relations. And I hope that we never do. And I don't wish that on any other nation. And I wish America, you know, for fast healing. And so far right now, we're just at a scab. And this speaks to a lot of things. It speaks to its gun control issue. It, just, it speaks to a lot. It speaks to a lot. And, and I find it very ironic that the NRA has spoken up about Alton Sterling or uh, Philando Castile because they were legal. They had legalized firearms that they were allowed to carry, yet no word on them from the NRA. Just some cool for thought for you on that. All I can say is this. Uh, black people in America especially, my heart goes out to you. It always does and it always will. To any friends that I have in America, please stay safe. To any family that I have in America, please stay safe as well. 
and I wish nothing but the best for you. And to all the families who have been victims of this, my heart goes out to you and my condolences go out to you as well. Guys, post your comments on my on my YouTube page, on my SoundCloud, Twitter, whatever. You guys already know the handle. GM underscore cool or cool underscore radio. It's all across the board. Let me know what you guys think. Coming up after the commercial break, I got friend of the show and also pro athlete Ryan Wright in studio. But before we get to that, we have a lot of things to get to. Uh, later on in the show on Trip Talk, we're going to be discussing the uh, the Joe Budden and Drake beef if you if you will so to get into that we're going to play one of the records that joe Bunn put out towards drake it was the second one and this one is entitled wake so keep it locked we'll be right back after these messages yeah listen online or download the app maximumfm.ca yes yes y'all welcome back to the show you're now tuned into the sounds of maximumfm.ca it is your man dm cool and welcome back to cool radio now as promised uh we have a returning guest to the show he was here last year um and he was one of my he's actually my first professional basketball player to come on to the show uh and he's still holding it down he's still playing overseas in europe and he always makes a trip down to toronto back to the summer to provide for the community to participate in annual tournaments and we're going to get into all of that ladies and gentlemen i'm talking about my man uh ryan wright yes sir yes sir thank you for having me again man i had to I had to come by and check out the new spot you know absolutely sure. much appreciated man sure. i you know i'm glad to see that you can actually fit in here you know with exactly. your large frame or exactly. what have you <laughs> exactly yeah yeah the door frames the door i didn't hit my head on the way out so that's a good thing that's a good thing still (laughs) now tell us about you know what's been happening between the last time you were here uh up until now actually oh man so okay uh so the last time i was here i just signed to play in hungary um for my sixth pro season i was out there um for about nine months uh the season individually went really really well Uh, my team we played in the fiba europe cup which is one of the top uh, leagues in Europe to play in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had a pr- pretty good showing. We played against uh, teams from Italy, teams from Belgium, teams from Sweden. So it, it put me on kind of like the world stage, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I wasn't just limited to one country. I had teams from all over Europe watching me. Mm-hmm. All of our games were live streamed by FIBA all over the world, all over Europe. So mm-hmm. it was a cool experience, man, like getting a chance to play in that. Um, individually, my team in Hungary, you know, we had our ups and we had our downs, but, you know, I held it down. I did my thing. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a really solid season all the way throughout. So it opened up a lot of offers, man. Like mm-hmm. um, just coming back from home, coming back from Hungary, I, I had offers as soon as I landed home, mm-hmm. you know. So, so I, I, I was turning down offers. Like I had to tell my agent, like, you know, just tell them, like, no, no, no. Like I need some more time, you know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, but I actually ended up settling on um, – uh, settling with a team um, in Hungary uh, mm-hmm. who, who just won the championship this past season, and I'm going to be joining them next year. They're going to their name is uh, called Sonak, so I'm going to be joining them next year, and uh, hopefully I can help them win another championship, and hopefully I can get my first ring, my first pro ring. That's that's that that's the goal. And that's always the goal, man. Congratulations on that. Thank so you, thank you. Basically, free agency was not only hot in the NBA, but it was hot overseas as well. <laughs> hot overseas, man. It was kind of crazy because like when they signed me, I wanted to tell everybody. I wanted to put it on Facebook. I wanted to put it on IG. Like I wanted to tell all my family and like. Like, it was crazy. Like they sent me an email. They were like, "Don't say anything. Yeah, Don't yeah. tell anybody. We want it. We want to release it in a press conference." And I was yeah. Like, what do you mean press conference? I'm not KD. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> pow, pow. I'm not KD. Like, Damn. Come on, man. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get into. We're gonna get into that. We like, definitely I are. You're trying to get started right now. I got some things to say about about that, man. Oh right there, God. I, see, <laughs> I knew it was gonna be a good episode tonight. I really did. This is amazing. But um, but yeah, but yeah, you know, back back in back in Hungary, happy happy to be there, and uh, hopefully hopefully I can get another ring. Absolutely, man, sure. absolutely. So uh, we were talking like uh, off off air for a couple of weeks ago, actually, um, and basically you're saying how you have some uh, youth camps uh, that you're doing this summer as well. So so tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, so this summer we're actually doing uh, doing a two week camp. Uh, we're actually going to do it at the Toronto Pan Am Center. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're having uh, professional players. Um, from all all different levels coming out to you know uh, run drills with the kids, um, help out with the camp. Um, you know it's gonna be it's gonna be an elite camp, but it's also gonna be open up to all levels of kids. So there's gonna be kids there who aren't 
as serious about basketball, and there's going to be kids who are there who are really serious about basketball, and they're mm-hmm. going to learn a whole bunch of different things. You know, we have uh, we have tutoring programs for them at the same time too. One of our coaches is, is a registered TDSB uh, a school teacher, so he's going to run tutoring programs. We have, mm-hmm. you know, we have a, a strength and conditioning coach who's going to take them through some uh, strength and t- conditioning type things. Um, we have seminars, so it's going to be it's going to be a lot of different things that are going to be put through, um, and I, I'm glad to be able to to provide that for kids in the community mm-hmm. um, all across the GT. So uh, it's going to be bigger this year, going to be better than it was last year. So mm-hmm. um, I'll be, for, for the people who can't make it out, I'll definitely be trying to post as many pictures as I can on my, on my social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys can just follow that and check it out. That's what's up, man. Um, are you are you uh, participating in any tournaments this year, like Crown or or OVO or anything like that? Yeah, well this well this year I actually haven't played in Crown yet. I, I'm on a team, but I haven't played yet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, getting older, getting older. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually nursing a couple uh, knickknack injuries that I kind of had throughout the season. Nothing serious, yeah. but. You know, like I, I have to be back in Hungary like next week. I'm not, sorry, next month. Next month, and yeah. I gotta be, I gotta be ready to go like 100. percent So, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm trying to take some time just to nurse a couple of knickknack injuries I had. Just, yeah. You know, a couple of things with my body, trying to like get them right before I jump right back into playing again. Because mm-hmm. once I get to training camp, it's on. Like we, yeah. you know, we go twice a day. Mm-hmm. We have qualifiers for Champions League. We have qualifiers for Euro Cup. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it, it's, it's nonstop 10 months. So yeah, man. I have, I have the whole year to play basketball. You know what I mean? So, so, yeah. so right now I'm just trying to like just work on things I can do to make myself better in my body my skill level mm-hmm. and, and, and not not really jump too much into playing too much five on five right now mm-hmm. um, and that's just that's just how I'm pacing my summer but hopefully I can make a comeback for the OVO balance you know and I hopefully yeah. I can r- run a couple games there because that's the one tournament I've been playing in for the past four years now so yeah I'd love to be able to participate in that one absolutely and you mentioned qualifiers as well and that kind of rings a bell in my head uh, as far as Team Canada goes because they're currently yes, qualifying sir. for that final spot yes, in the sir. Olympics Olympics. Um, so, like, what do you think the chances are of uh, going to the Olympics from what uh, you see? I mean, from what I've seen, um, I mean, they, they they squeaked out a couple wins, but they're wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, you can't look at it and say, oh, they only won by a couple points. You know, they're yeah, wins. It's you a win I mean? is a win. A win is a win, exactly. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, uh, at, that, at that point in the game, every team who's in that tournament mm-hmm. is capable of, of making the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, that's, like, that qualifying tournament is for all the teams that are, like, just on the outside looking in. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so it's a it's a tough tournament. It's tough basketball. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I think I think we have a great chance at qualifying. I mean, we're gonna uh, most likely what it looks like is if we do make the finals, we'll probably match up with France, mm-hmm. who is obviously one of the toughest squads in the world. Tony Parker. And, I mean, yeah, you name yeah. it. Tony Parker, all, all them guys. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. But you know, I, th- I think our guys have, I think our guys have a good chance to do it, even though we don't have a lot of NBA players who yeah. who didn't <laughs> oh, who didn't who didn't who didn't who didn't suit up this year. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I th- I, th- I think they have a chance. I think they have a chance. You know what I mean? So uh, anything can happen at this point. Exactly. And so I, I hope I hope they make it through. Let me let me let me get that. In. I hope they make exactly it because sure. you know they missed that Golden Goose against Venezuela exactly, last year, which exactly. is hugely disappointing for, sure, for uh, sure. But speaking of players not suiting up, like what's your take on Andrew Wiggins not not suiting up? Well, um, I mean, I mean, there's kind of two ways to look at it. Like mm-hmm. with these guys. They're such high profile, and they and and there's so much on the line for them mm-hmm. every time they play. Sometimes, um, you know, during the summertime, they have reasons why they can't play in mm-hmm. terms of like maybe they need to get their body right, maybe they need to focus on their next pro contract. And at the end of the day, the way they eat is off of their NBA contracts. Mm-hmm. They don't really eat off of summer basketball. Like mm-hmm. like that's that's all for pride. Yeah. Me personally, I believe. Me personally, I believe if you're one of the best players in the country and your country wants you to play, I believe you should suit up for your country. Mm-hmm. But um, that's just my that's just me personally. But yeah. if, if somebody doesn't want to suit up, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here judging them because. We don't we don't know what his personal reasons are for not mm. suiting up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and I know at, at this point in his career, like as fans, as fans of the game, as people who live in Canada, we want all these top players playing, mm-hmm. but they gotta look out for their best interest, which is their pockets. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because that's how they feed themselves, that's how they feed their family, that's how they provide for for their future. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So so I could I can completely understand if he doesn't want to suit up. Exactly. And there, and he's not the only one, actually. I mean, sure. there's so many people. Like look at you look sure. at like a Team America. There's exactly. so, oh, many so many heavy hitters so many. that aren't even, yeah, even played. It's it's to the point it's to the point where they're they're inviting players who aren't even part of the training camp exactly. or team USA. Exactly. And exactly. I think all this this has to do with the, with the, the, Zika, the Zika scare that's happening in Brazil and just so many other 
disorganized events that are ha- happening around the Rio Olympics. So exactly. from that standpoint, I can't blame people who, who yeah, want to pull exactly, out of it. Exactly. Yeah, they got they got to look out for the best interest at the end of the day. Like I said, mm-hmm. and if they don't feel like it's safe for them uh, financially and you know physically, then I, I can completely understand that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I actually have no complaints to to sure. it whatsoever. Sure. Um. So let's get into free agency right now, man. Sure. Let's get into sure. summer. Let, let, let's get into Della Vadova signing like a forty mil. Contract. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus! Listen. <laughs> After uh, all the money that's being thrown, I don't want to hear anyone say anything about DeMar DeRozan or any Toronto Raptor being overpaid. Because exactly, I have exactly. two words for them. Mm. Mike Conley. That's it. That's all I got to <laughs> say. But your thoughts on all the money being thrown right now? It, it's, man, it's, it's, it's unreal. It's I a, should get a 10-day contract. <laughs> I should get a 10-day contract yeah. right now, cash it at Western it's Union, unreal. and be good it's for unreal. the next six it's years. <laughs> now, I, think, I think we touched on this last time I was here. Last we year, did, you we did, me, yeah. And I, and I said, you know, as a player, like, I'm never going to hit on the next man. Yeah, you're money. for the players, yeah. But, um, like, the way it's going now is it's like if, 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 if those guys are getting that amount of money, like, like what do you give LeBron? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you, you gotta give LeBron like like three four hundred million. You like, gotta give him the key to the city. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, I, f- I feel like I feel like what LeBron is worth in this NBA yeah. will probably eat into the U.S. economy. Like just to oh, pay it this has man. to. Like, it's cr- it's unreal. It's crazy. Yeah, but, there's certain um, states that rely upon professional sports. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? For sure, I'm sure for Cleveland sure. will definitely be one of them. Like for they're sure. eating into the luxury tax for right sure, now. For sure. And, you know what? Yeah. I've had some time to like think about it and digest it. Yeah. And I think Rachel Nichols put out a tweet saying how with the new cap coming in. 51% of that cap goes to the owners and 49% of the cap goes to the players. Yeah. So I see it as a way of, you know what, let these players get the money that they should have been getting from a long time ago possibly. Yeah. Or let them get like a certain slice of the pie that the owners have been getting this entire exactly. time because they're the ones that drive the business, yeah. not necessarily the owners. So I get it from that standpoint. But it's the certain slice of the pie that you're giving to a certain player and that I'm still kind of wishy-washy about. And that's, and, and, and that's where I think most people kind of raise their eyebrow. It's not, it's not like... Like the LeBrons and the, you know what I mean, and the, and the KDs, the, and the KDs and all, yeah. who you know who people are complaining about. It's it's, it's like the Della Vadova, yeah, and the, and the this and the that. So like I think that's kind of what people are kind of raising the eyebrow. At. But I mean, look at baseball. Look at baseball. Oh, like, they get stupid money. Exactly. They get stupid exactly. money. You know it's what I mean? like thirteen so, year so, deals so, worth like two hundred yeah, million. So, I'm just like wow. Okay. Yeah. And like I said, when it comes to this topic, it's really hard for me to be against it since I am a player. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm never gonna hate on a player getting money because mm-hmm. I'd love to be in that situation to where you know. Uh, team wants to sign me for 140. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean. So, uh, so yeah, and no, keep keep like like Jalen Rose said, keep getting them checks. Exactly, them yeah, checks, keep man. getting the checks, the man. Checks. <laughs> um, I, okay, so let me let me ask you about about Mike Conley in particular. Yeah. Highest paid contract in NBA history so far. Wait, wait what, what was it? What was it? It was a five year deal worth 153 million dollars. So he has career averages 13.6 points per game and 5.6 assists per game. He has never made it to an all-star appearance at all. What is your take on that? Okay, see, 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 right there, like <laughs> you can't. <laughs> it's, 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 kinda, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to really defend that one. Yeah, that one's hard to really defend, man. Uh-huh. Um, that one's. Hard I'm not to asking def- you to defend that. I'm yeah, asking that, you for yeah, your take on that. That one's hard to defend, man. Because yeah. like, I, you know, like. Like I, I definitely think I'll be Johnny Cochran could defend that one. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I definitely think that as a team, as an organization, you can definitely invest your money better than that. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I definitely think that okay, if Conley doesn't want to doesn't want to take your deal and he wants the one fifty or whatever, yeah. okay, you can use that money for a couple other players that can probably do the same thing that he can do. So yeah. Me personally, I think as an organization, I think they probably can invest their money better. Yeah. But but at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, maybe they see something in them that, that we don't see. I don't know what it is, but... <laughs> Whatever it is, it, it <laughs> better come it out is. this season. Exactly. Because it hasn't exactly. come out for the past nine seasons. For sure, for sure. I mean, who knows? Who, who knows what goes on behind the scenes? I don't... <laughs> that one's hard to defend right there. It is. It's extremely hard to defend yeah, because exactly. I, I, I can't justify that. Like, I, again, players should get their money. And let me be clear when I say this. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at Mike Conley signing on the dotted line. Sure. I'm mad at the Grizzlies offering him and, that. And that's, and that's, and that, and that's, that's what I said. Thing. Yeah, and that's what I said. That's the issue. Like, yeah. as an organization, I feel – I personally feel like they can probably invest their money better than that. But, um, but yeah, no, no. As, as a man, as a player, like, of course, sign that dotted line. Exactly. Like, you're set. <laughs> yeah, you're set. You're set. If, if, if the check is there, if the money's right – Go ahead. Go ahead and get it. You so I mean? speaking of ownership, man, um, Wade recently signed a deal with Chicago, mm-hmm. basically off the premise that Miami, Pat Riley, they lowballed him. Yeah. And 
Dwayne Wade felt that he was owed that money just because of all the sacrifices exactly. he's made for the past 13 seasons in Miami. And he has been a catalyst for those three championships, three and only championships that they've won exactly. uh, in history. Exactly. So do you feel as though um, Dwayne Wade was right in leaving Miami for just for the matter of principle? Oh, for sure. I, I feel like Dwayne Wade was right, but also, but I also feel like um, professional sports are a business. You know, in, in, in this game, mm-hmm. in this game, you can't you can't expect to have too many feelings attached. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like these these professional sports teams are corporations. They don't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you could have three, four good seasons to where you're winning and, and maybe win a couple of championships, and you have a couple of seasons where your body doesn't look like it's going to hold up anymore. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look. I don't know, man. Like we got, we got to start making some moves right now before before your body gives out on you. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, it, it, it's a business. It's a business. So I think on both, I think on both ends, they they both are right. Like I think the Miami Heat is right for probably looking at the long run and looking at it like, look, if we lock this guy into a crazy contract mm-hmm. and his body's gonna give out on him. Um, what are we gonna do? You know mm-hmm. what I mean. So they're looking at it. They're looking at it on their end, and you can't blame them. They're a business. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. For D Wade, he's looking at it like I gave you all these good years. Yeah. I won. I won two, two champion, two, three, 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 three championships three. Yep. for you. Three. Um, you know, get, give me my Kobe deal. Like you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Give me and, my. I'm Co- I'm Kobe to you. Yeah. You know I was mean? just about to exactly. mention that. Like I'm I'm your Kobe. So what? Like why don't I get that treatment? So so he's obviously gonna go somewhere where they do embrace him like that. Yeah. You know what I mean. So. And, and I'm glad you brought the Kobe thing because. Kobe, you know, like the Lakers haven't made the playoffs ever since like 2010, I think. For sure. For and sure. 2010, 2011, somewhere around that time period. And despite that, and Kobe having nagging injuries and what have you, sure. Lakers still gave him that two year, $48 million deal. Exactly. Out of respect. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, and look where respect got them. Respect got them out of the playoffs for like the past two years. One of the worst teams this year. Exactly. Guys, guys recording each other on the phone in the hotel oh, room. Man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, you, got guy, you got guys, I'm, I'm, you got guys picking up firework. Do you see that one? Wait, which one? Oh, man. The man picked up a firework and, and lit it off and it exploded in his hand. Who's this? Your boy. <laughs> Which Swaggy. Boy? Oh, oh, no, whoa, that's not my boy. That's definitely, no, that is not my boy. Not at all. Definitely not. That dude got problems. So, so yeah, so, I mean, there's a whole bunch of shenanigans going on in that team, and, and, and they're losing, and, and it's, you know, so, so look what that gets you. You know what I mean? You don't, mm-hmm. have, you don't have a solid group of veterans on the team who can, you know. Who well, can, I think that team is just poorly organized in general because with their signs that they make, it's like, what – Type of identity are you trying to forge? Like last year, you signed a whole bunch of guards. Then you signed Mozgov this year as well. For sure. I, I I don't understand what they're trying sure, to create. Sure. Like there's no identity sure. to so it. May, so maybe Miami looked at that situation and said, "Hey, maybe the reason why they had no identity is because they had to give Kobe so much money, so they had to they had to offset it by having so much youth on the team. Mm-hmm. And when you have that much youth who don't demand as much money as Kobe, mm-hmm. that's what happens. You know what I mean? Things go wrong. You don't have as much structure on the team. You don't have you don't have you don't have that much clear leadership mm-hmm. on the team. So maybe Miami was looking at it like 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 that situation to where look, um, we need to get in a situation to where we can start building something new mm-hmm. and have solid pieces because they feel like D Wade, who at the end of the day is an investment to them, mm-hmm. um, may not pay off like like it will be. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, it's a business. It's a business, and you can't really, you can't you can't really take it too personal. And that's yeah. what I learned. That's what I learned in, in this in this mm-hmm. game. You know what I mean? The thing that kind of sets me off a little bit is the fact that they gave more money to Bosch back in twenty, I think twenty fourteen. Sure. With that one hundred eighteen million dollar deal, and now sure. he's. On the sidelines with the whole blood clot thing, sure. but, but that, then, that, that, that's that's such a freak thing. It's a freak thing. It's a freak yeah, thing. I yeah. get you it. I get it. You can't. I, I, I can't. I can't yeah, really sure. diss them on for that. Sure. But sure. even then, it's like I feel like most. I, I don't want to say most of them because like, I'm not. I'm not managing that team. Yeah. But I feel like when when, when LeBron decides to say bye bye, mm-hmm. I feel I feel like the money that they're gonna give LeBron to just give it to Bosch. I'm just for like, sure. for sure. I'm just like, hold on. But shouldn't Wade kind of get a little bigger chunk of that pie yeah, since he's yeah. kind of like the elder statesman, yeah, kind of brought everything together, and then they give Hassan Whiteside like 98 million dollars or something like that. Wow. And I'm just like, he's a good defensive, like a, a transition defensive type for of sure, guy. But it's sure. just like. Sure. What else is he going to give you? Exactly. He's not going to carry the team. Exactly. He needs, to play, he, needs to play, he needs to play alongside a superstar. He, do, he needs sure. to. He's For a sure. DeAndre Jordan type exactly. of guy. Exactly. exactly. Let's move away from the Heat now. Let's get to the main fish right here, man. Mm. Kevin Durant. He, re- he signs with the team that he potentially could have eliminated. You know, 3-1 lead. And then he ends up signing with them. I'm going to let you rip into this, man. What's your take <laughs> on this? 
my take my take on this is you know it kind it kind of goes back to like the old the old days when you know we used to play three on three four on four half court like on the on the schoolyard yeah. or whatever you know what I mean if if if, if my team beats you every I mean not every game if we're playing a series of seven my team beats you four to three and then you're and then you're like you know what you know what hold on, hold on. let me let me let me join your team next yeah, round. yeah you know exactly what I mean? yeah we're gonna look at you like really yeah like, really join my team next round i just beat you for three like <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna look at you away like like really yeah like, it's like yo don't pass him the ball yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it, it, so it kind of goes back to those days because I mean I know if you beat me four three and I know I had a chance to beat him like, look let's run this back mm-hmm. let's play another series hold on hold on hold on let's run it I got him now I he scored all the baskets I exactly. got him. you know what I mean like so that's kind of so it kind of goes back to a pride thing you know what I mean like it, that that's why I was kind of taken back from it like mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel strongly either way about it but like yeah it, it's it's kind of really bizarre that like you you would join a team that beat you for uh beat you. Four three, yeah, and uh, like you had a legit and, shot against them. You had a legit them. shot of it. You had a you had a squad that that is a championship team. They didn't mm-hmm. win a championship, but they're a cha- they have the makeup. They were of contenders, a, exactly. They have a makeup of a championship yeah. team. Me personally, I feel like I feel like the best chance. I mean, besides joining Golden State, mm-hmm. the the best chance he had he had to win a championship was just to stay there and, and build around that core. Exactly, you know what I mean. Um, cause I, I never, I never pictured Golden State to be even in his options like that. I, you know, yeah. Like I knew it'd be a possibility, weird. but I never actually thought that he would have the audacity to do it exactly, because exactly. the the thing with me is that Golden State doesn't need him. If for anything, sure, sure. he needs Golden State because, sure. and I was trying to bring it down to my father last night, actually, because Golden State is a team that went to the finals two years in a row. They already have the back-to-back MVP on their team. They won the finals the last year, for sure. and they won seventy three freaking games, and we're up three one in the finals with a chance to win. Exactly. You know, sure. So what so do they, they need they, him for? They don't. Like sense. Kevin Durant at this point is a luxury to them. Exactly. They already have all sense. the offensive firepower. Doesn't make sense. Like, I mean, of course you're gonna sign a guy who says, "Hey, I want to be on your team." I get Doesn't that, make sense. Yeah. but now you're sacrificing. They sacrifice so much depth actually yeah. in the front court. They have no rim protection. Exactly. They have oh, no yeah, rim protection sure, at sure, all whatsoever. Sure. And it's and it's, it's kind of weird because like when you look at the like the general feel of what's going on when you kind of like uh like see golden state fans i don't really feel that vibe from them like they're like oh yeah kevin yeah. grant's here like our city like like you don't really feel that vibe you, you know don't really I mean? feel it you, like, you kind of feel that vibe like wow like kevin really like kevin durant just joined us it's like, like it's like okay like, cool okay, i'm cool. not i'm not complaining, yeah, I'm not complaining <laughs> yeah. that, you know like you don't really feel like that vibe like they like they felt like they needed him needed him you know what i mean like exactly I, I, you kind of feel the vibe that they were kind of taken back by like everyone else was so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, I think a lot of a lot of people tr- try to com- uh, compare it to the LeBron situation. Yeah. To when Le- to where LeBron went to Miami and, mm-hmm. and built a, built a quote unquote super team with yeah. the big three. Me personally, when I look at that, I can't I can't really compare that to that situation because mm-hmm. in my mind, LeBron when he was on Cleveland, firstly, he mm-hmm. didn't he didn't have a championship team there. Mm-hmm. His team wasn't up three one in the finals mm-hmm. with a chance to go to the championship, uh, and he didn't join a team that just beat him. In 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 the, in the conference finals, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So like, I don't think you can kind of compare those two situations because I think a lot of people are gonna gonna do that. Just yeah, like, I mean they're they're comparable yeah. because they involve two superstars exactly. going from one team exactly. to the other. Exactly. I think they are comparable in some ways because of of that one way as well, and because of the fact that they're aligning with other all stars to create that that quote unquote super team, which also goes back to the point of you know only maybe let's say eight teams in the league having the really really good like. Marquee superstars, and then everyone else just kind of being left to the wayside. I think that's how people are kind of comparing it to. But I do understand where you're coming from, where other people are coming from, in the sense where he didn't join the team that that beat beat him. him. Yeah. Yeah, So. In some ways, like, is it worse or is it better than, than the decision, so to speak? I think. I think it's worse. Me personally, I think it's worse because, like I said, schoolyard days. Yeah. Like, you're on a team. You just you just beat me four three. We're up three one. Like I'm not gonna be like, yo, let me let me join your run next time. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna be like, no, no, we got them. Like let's let's run it back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially when I know I have a squad that should have won. Yeah, you know what I mean, LeBron wasn't in that situation. His squad was was not bi- the buildup of a, of a championship team, and he mm-hmm. felt like it wasn't. So, even though he joined another team, uh, with with along with a couple other superstars, that's something that people that players have done in the past like yeah he wasn't the first one to 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 do, to do that. that yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. but obviously he's the most high profile one of the most high profile athletes in the world so mm-hmm. it's going to come with a level of scrutiny that you know other decisions don't and and i also think that um what was i going to say i think that they're somewhat on par with one another maybe one might be slightly higher than the other okay. i'll okay. say this I'll, okay. I'll say this though 
KD joining um, joining Golden State is worse, but I think LeBron's execution was worse. For sure. Like with the for decision sure. and what for have sure. you. At least with Kevin Durant, he bowed out gracefully. Say, you for know, sure. Oklahoma sure. City gave me so many for so sure. many yeah. years to grow, da da da, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Whereas yeah. LeBron just kind of did it out of nowhere, didn't tell anyone. Yeah. He, he yeah. waited to yeah. do it on a network special, he did, he did whatever. A TV special. He did. He did like the the whole uh, with the gymnasium. Pat, Pat and the kids. Like, oh God, yeah, the Pat yeah, Rally. Yeah. Not five. <laughs> not six. Not seven. Oh my God, the fireworks! Like this is like. Days after the yeah, decision, yeah. it's kind of like rubbing in the face of everyone from Cleveland. But, but Durant did it his way because he learned from that. He did, yeah. yeah. So, it was all so the right. execution yeah. was better, but the decision to join for said sure. team, sure. I don't think people would have been mad if he joined another team. Like if he had left OKC and joined another team, mm-hmm. people would be okay with it. Even oh. if he, even oh, if it, sure. even sure. if it was the Spurs, for example, exactly. they, they would be like, okay, yeah. Well, but then again, they did beat the Spurs, right? So yeah, yeah, it yeah, may have yeah, looked at sure, a certain sure, way. Sure. But the fact that you beat a team that you potentially could have eliminated yeah, to go to the finals. You know? Especially you're joining a team that had the best regular season of all time. They're yeah. Pretty much, they're pretty much a champion. They're already set. Like, it's like, hey, you yeah, want to yeah. join? I mean, cool. cool. Like, all right. Yeah, all right <laughs> We're not going to say no. Exactly. Exactly. So, oh, man. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we still got Ryan right in the building. We got so much more to talk about. Um, You know what? We're going to skip Cooler on Cool, and we're going to go straight into Trip Talk. But before we do, we have a commercial break to get to. Um, We're going to play a track from my man, Leandro, and it's called Like That. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. <laughs> Maximum FM Hip Hop Like us on Facebook Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show You're now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca It is your man DM Cool And welcome back to Cool Radio uh, I still got my man Ryan Wright in the building, pro athlete Yes sir, yes sir Alright, alright So we're about to get into trip talk, alright So three topics, three minutes, you already know how this goes um, First and foremost, we gotta talk about the I don't know if I want to say beef, but the inciting beef, I'll call it, between Joe Budden and Drizzy Drake. So uh, last week, actually, while we while we were off the air, uh, Joe Budden put out How to Make a Murderer Part 1, which he dissed Drake and had a little slight subliminal, well, not subliminal, but a small line from Meek Mill, basically. Mm-hmm. And basically, he was just going out Drake for the fact that he felt that um, Drake called him out on 4 p.m. in Calabasas, which... I didn't even think he did. I thought yeah, I didn't even yeah. know it was a Diddy diss until someone mentioned it. I listened yeah. to it again. I'm like, oh, okay. I hear the Diddy subliminals, but I don't really hear the Joe Budden personals. That other one was like, I, I, I have the whole the old heads trying to check me. And then yeah, the, ha, 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 the, the Diddy album. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got okay. that. Yeah, yeah. And then this week he comes out with Wake, basically discussing how Drake stole from the weekend in terms of the weekend giving him some of his songs to do on Take Care. Mm-hmm. How he stole music from Party Next Door, which is why Party Next Door has to come out with an album. Album, and how he stole music from uh, Isle of McConan, which is why he got dropped from the label. So he's making mm-hmm. those accusations, basically. Um, so when you hear about all of this, Ryan, w- what is your take on Button's thought process with this whole instigation of a beef, basically, with Drake? I mean, from the outside looking in, it just it just seems like uh, somebody who's not as relevant as he used to be, trying to be relevant again. Yeah, you know I mean, trying to trying to have his name in in in, in the headlines, have his mm-hmm. name in in the blogs. Um, mm-hmm. Pub his pub his podcast his podcast. Yep. You know, he has a, a big hip hop podcast that he's trying to get out there. So yep. I think I think uh, I think Buttons Buttons is playing the, the role of like the the troll quote, quote unquote so to speak. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like take like taking it back to basketball. Like you know, kind of like the old heads that sit on the sideline and yeah. watch the game mm-hmm. now. Like. Like, oh, it's not as physical as it used to yeah. be. Oh, if I was checking Steph Curry, he wouldn't have been doing exactly. it. He wouldn't have been doing all that. Exactly. Steph Curry went, no, 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 that, that wouldn't have been going out in my day. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But they can do that because they're on the sideline. They're not in the game anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Jackson. Yo, he agrees. <laughs> so so, so, so it, I kind of get, get that kind of vibe from it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I feel like he's I feel like he's making himself relevant because obviously we're talking about it again. Exactly. At the end of the day, do 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 I do I think that Joe Budden is just like some kind of Drake hater like in his heart? Like I think he I think he respects Drake, but I mm-hmm. think at the same time he's doing what he has to do uh you know to to get to get to get the pub. And, exactly. And and, and and definitely just I don't know, just just going at him trying to trying to bring it back to the old hip hop days when artists were going at each other, you know? Yeah. And it's funny you say <laughs> you make the point about him not hating him but just trying to check him or whatever. Yeah. Cuz he actually did put out an Instagram post either yesterday or the day before basically saying, you know, I still got re- I don't. I can't remember exactly what he said word for word, but he's basically mm. saying I still got respect for you, but somewhere along the line you lost your humility, so I'm just bringing you back down to earth, basically. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mm. My take on on this, you know, inciting beef or whatever, mm. is I feel like 
I feel like Buddy is trying to re- regain some sort of relevance because you've noticed he's been doing that for the last few years. Like, he's been on seasons of Love and Hip Hop, which is god-awful. Exactly. Uh, he's done the podcast, which I'm not mad at, you mm. know, which is cool because podcasting is a thing now nowadays. Sure. Um, he's had some relevancy with, with Slaughterhouse and what have you, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I feel like you don't need to start a beef with Drake, like, if you don't feel like you need to. Like, I listened to the podcast in which he was dissecting the 4 p.m. in Calabasas mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. and he did make a few points. Like, there was one line where Drake said, uh, Jealous wants Envy. And he mm-hmm. thought that as an acronym for Joe, because Jealous, you know, then the O wants an Envy or whatever. That's kind of a reach. That kind of a reach it, it, it's a bit of a reach. <laughs> it's a bit of a reach, right? But, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's a talking point. It, it, and, 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 and that's that's his podcast. Yeah. Like, you know, he needs to make it interesting. Exactly. And you know what? When it comes to rappers, I feel like rappers can be a little ultra sensitive at times because sure. it reminds sure. me way back, like twenty years ago, when Tupac uh, started beef with Nas because mm. he thought Nas dissed him on a song called "The Message," which is on his "It Was Written" album. Mm. And Nas said in the opening line, "Fake thug, no love. You get the slug. See before gusto." Mm. So I guess because Tupac says, you know, "Thug life" in all of his songs, mm. he probably thought that as a shot for, uh, at him, which is kind of loose. Yeah. But then at Pretty the same really time. Strange. At the same time, I do remember the fact that Tupac did get shot uh, like two years before that came out. Yeah. So maybe he was thinking back to that. He's like, oh, he must be my enemy as well. Mm-hmm. So I guess he could be thinking about that. But again, it's still kind of a reach because there's so many rappers who call themselves thugs or whatever. So going back to Joe Budden, it's like, mm-hmm. unless if Drake says something direct about you, may not be your name, but he says something direct about you like he did with Diddy, like, ha, 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 whatever, yeah. then you can make the assumption. But until then, just sit back yeah. and relax. And, and, and Drake said it best. I, I can't, I can't, I think it was in that same song. He said, like, in most situations, I'm the bigger artist. I got to play it smarter or something like that. So, yeah. like, so, so, so that's kind of like, that is kind of like addressing everybody. Like, look, if, unless you're on my level, like I'm not, ad- I'm not addressing you. Like, yeah. like you don't, you don't, you don't deserve to, to have me, uh, give you that kind of pub kind of yeah. thing. So, so of course him, him doing that, there's, there's going to be the people on the sideline like, ah, he's not as good as I used to be. I you know I can check. Exactly. So, that's just that's just part of the game. That's yeah. just part of the game, man. I think personally, Drake should just ignore it. Oh, for sure. I think he should ignore sure. it. It's not. It's 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 not even worth. It's not worth yeah. it. You know what I mean? I mean, he could have even ignored Meek Mill last year, but he ripped it to Meek Mill, and I loved it because yeah. I hate Meek Mill. Exactly. He so, could have ignored Meek Mill, but I, th- I think the Meek Mill situation was a better a better look to get involved in that because Meek Mill just put out an album. Yeah. And his album was actually charting. Yeah. So he was so Meek Mill was super relevant. Yeah. And, and Meek Mill is was known in the game as like one of the like. More, one of the more popular, yeah, artists, one, of, I one guess. of the more popular like street, like street yeah. rappers in the game, like yeah. quote unquote street rapper. You yeah. know what I mean? So I mean now, now he's kind of been exposed. So like exactly. I, I don't know, I don't know how how hard people think he is anymore. But yeah. but before that whole situation, like he was like more one of the more quote unquote street rappers. So for Drake to just rip him like that, it kind of it kind of Drake gained something off of that. Oh yeah, mean? he for definitely sure. did. He definitely what, what, did. What does he gain for what does he gain for for roasting Joe Budden like? He's not gonna get uh, a whole know, lot. Exactly. Like exactly. he might get some some street cred from from the older exactly, heads, but, sure, but he doesn't he really, really need anything, it. Yeah. He's good. And, and, and when you ask me the opinion on that, have yeah. I listened to Joe Budden's two tracks? No. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so that so that that gives you enough of an opinion on like if if Joe is actually like gaining some ground in this situation. Yeah. Like the the irony is before you got here, actually, I was playing one of one of the Joe records. I heard that. I heard that. I, heard that. I, heard <laughs> I think that. you came in just at the very yeah, end. I, I tried. I tried to actually listen in real quick, just in case you'd ask me about it. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Move it here to it. Like, nah. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen at home, what do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter at dm underscore cool cool underscore radio, uh, and let me know what your thoughts are. Uh, next on the docket, man, and this one, I was so close to giving this the wankster of the week, man. Um, I gotta talk about my man John Bones Jones. So it came out, it came out um, a couple days ago that he tested positive for a uh, for a drug test for way back in uh, June uh, June twelfth. The results came in from from that random drug test, basically, and they found. A uh, a non sanctioned uh, PED with within his uh, within his uh, stream basically. Wow. So because of that, wow. he got removed from uh, this this Saturday's uh, UFC 200 card, wow. and he is possibly facing a two year suspension. Wow. Yes. That's crazy. So, so so he's gonna have to go. He's gonna have to go to Japan or Russia to do his fighting now. Basically, <laughs> unless if there's like some sort of like non compete clause in his UFC yeah, for contract. Sure, for sure. But nonetheless, based on that news, what is your take on that? Oh man, I mean that any any time any athlete uses a PD, that's that's whack. I mean that's mm-hmm. super whack. I mean that's it's it's cheating. You yeah. Know what I mean? So like any any time, any it, well, de- it depends on it, wait. 
I gotta take that back. It depends on what the drug is that they that they uh Yeah. Sell. You know what? Let me provide some more context right. to that actually. So I'm not sure if it was a PED, but they did say it was a banned substance. Okay, okay. So they did say it was a banned substance okay. and okay. many are speculating that it was within a supplement that he may take from time to time okay. that has the ingredients of that banned substance, okay. which may be what led to that. That's sure. what For that's sure. what uh, his camp was alleging. Okay. So yeah, it, I, I think in these kind of situations, you have to be, uh, again, like I jump to conclusions, but like yeah. I think you, we have to be very careful about hearing the details out before we, you know, pass a lot of judgment. Because like, yeah. what, like what you said, like mm-hmm. maybe it's something that his trainer gave him like after a workout, oh, look, I made you a protein shake, take yeah. this, you know what I mean? And then how can you blame him for that? Exactly. He's taking a protein shake that his trainer gave him. Or maybe it's a situation where he's straight up going to like a, a friggin' HGH clinic and just being yeah. like, hey, shoot me up, you know what yeah, I mean? So yeah, yeah, like, exactly. We don't know the details. We, so we like, don't. It can be a situation to where like it wasn't his fault and it could be a situation mm-hmm. to where he's straight up cheating, you know what I mean? So exactly. it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to, you know, even though I did jump to conclusions, like I, I do kind of want to hear more of the details about what it is. Yeah. Because I even know like, for example, like, like I have, I have an inhaler um, just because like when I was a child, I had some asthma issues. So sometimes I still carry an, an inhaler with me, like in my gym bag, like mm-hmm. just in case, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like from what I know, like inhalers are, are, are good. But like if you, if you take too much of the inhaler yeah. before, before you, before you're tested, yeah. you'll, you'll test positive. Uh, so like, okay. yeah. Yeah. So like, so like basically like I can, I can, I can fail a drug test for taking too much of medication that, that, that would help me, you know what yeah. I mean? So, like, that's another situation to where, like, maybe, you know, it could, could have been either way. So, I would have to hear more of the details on that. Exactly. You know I mean? And <sighs> I, would, I, want, I want to believe that he wouldn't put himself into another situation where he was doing some drug taking. Because I know he sure. has a checkered past sure. with taking cocaine and then the hit and run incident and then, sure. and then uh, driving with, uh, under the influence, what have you. For sure. But, like, when you have a year removed from your career because of all those transgressions, then it should make you think, it should make you wonder, it should make you take things into perspective. Exactly. And this is coming from an athlete who was never beaten for his title. He had to vacate it because of those things. Wow. So my thing is you have that, that, that shot of redemption. You don't want to exactly. risk that, especially exactly. against your most heated rival in Daniel Cormier because those guys, they hate each other. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so when I got the news, I mean, I saw him on the podium. He was crying. Yeah, like, he even yeah. apologized to Cormier, and yeah. he doesn't even like him. Yeah, so yeah, 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 I yeah. want to believe that it was a situation where there was a substance within yeah. a protein shake, for example, that they, they didn't know about. Well, are, are they are they investigating the situation anymore, or did they just come down and just drop the hammer? Like, Well, uh, I would like to think that they are still going to continue the investigation because yeah, – yeah. It's just, it's just really random. I think they probably will. They have He's to. He's so high profile and there's so much money yeah, involved. Yeah, like and they, the they fight is only, exactly. it's, it's, it's tomorrow. Yeah, sure. like and that was the original main event. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. he has to go fight Anderson Silva, and that's going to be like mm-hmm. a one-sided match because Silva probably hasn't even had time to train for that yet. Yeah, for sure. So we're, we're going to see what happens, but hopefully, you know, this can get cleared up, and I yeah. hope this doesn't result in a suspension. Yeah, because then, two years, man. Yeah. Because yeah. he's 29 right now. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He so can, he's he going to – he might decline. Yeah, exactly. You as don't a, know. As a fighter, your window is very, very it's small. Very small it's very small, yeah. Very small, man. So mm-hmm. I hope the best for him, man. Because when I heard this, I was disappointed. Because yeah. yeah. I only watch UFC when he's in the fight. Because I'm a very casual <laughs> UFC fan. Me too. When Me I too. find out that he's fighting, I'm watching. Oh, yeah. What bar are we going to? I am watching. And the bars are always packed. Yeah, exactly. But we'll see what happens, man. And final final topic for, for trips. Like, I know we're going, like, over three minutes. I don't, I don't care because we're having some good conversation right now. <laughs> um, we got to talk about, you know, briefly, we'll talk about um, what's been happening in America. Because I know I touched on the majority of it. The main aspect of it that I want to touch on is the response from celebrities, you know, um, of a- athletes, entertainers, whatever the case may be. A lot of people are responding to it. They're asking people to, you know, be strong, mm-hmm. to unite. Sure. Carmelo Anthony put out a post today saying, you know, let's let's combine our resources sure. and let's make America make a change, basically. Exactly. And I just like the outpour that's coming out from these celebrities and what have you. Not to say that we should look to celebrities to say these oh, types yeah, of yeah, things, sure. but it adds more incentive when they do. Exactly. Um, my question to you, because you are a public figure, you are mm-hmm. in a position that, that has a great deal of influence. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, like in your humble opinion, do you feel that it's – Let's just say, not even a celebrity, but let's just say a public figure in general, whether or not they are a celebrity. Do you feel as though it's their duty to be a role model in that regard? Yeah, I do. I, I feel I feel like when you do have a platform and you do have millions of people uh, listening listening to you and uh, watching you, I do I do feel like you do have uh, uh, you know the responsibility to be a positive role model. Like I don't think that we should expect celebrities to go all out and be like super activists, super, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, whatever side of the spectrum they are. Like you can't yeah. really, you can't really expect expect all celebrities to have that kind of, you know, like you you can't expect you can't expect Drake to be Kendrick Lamar. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, their brands are completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? You can't you can't expect you know Drake to make a Black Lives Matter song. Maybe he'll drop a couple lines mm-hmm. like you know that you can that you can be like, oh yeah, yeah. He, like he just said something about like what's going on today, mm-hmm. but he's not gonna drop a whole. Like Black or the Berry song, like yeah. Kendrick, Kendrick. He's like got to do to Pimp a Butterfly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like you, you, so you you can't expect that. But mm-hmm. but I but I saw even Drake uh, made an IG post where he kind of did like an open letter, and I think I think that was really classy of him because yeah. uh, it doesn't you know at the end of the day it doesn't really like uh, it doesn't uh, hinder it doesn't hinder his brand or at all. But it still it still lets pe- people that listen know that like like he's not ignoring this stuff. Like he's yeah. he's affected by it too. Also, when it came to uh, Facebook, uh, Snoop Dogg and and uh, the game actually did a live stream on Facebook today. I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, they they basically went to the to the police headquarters, I think in L.A., and they did like a peaceful uh, standoff. So so I think I think in terms of like being a positive role model, I think what these what these um, celebrities have to do is try not to incite more violence. And mm-hmm. I think the game I think the game did it perfectly because he said he said, look, it's time for us to get up and get it and make a change, and it's time for us to get up and do something. But mm. By doing something, I don't mean harming harming police officers mm-hmm. or, or shooting people down. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's time for us to stand up and have a voice. So, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's important for celebrities to, um, to, to 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 make a stand, but at the same time, uh, to encourage to encourage um, you know togetherness and, and, and peace and 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 not try to incite any more violence. You know what I mean? So I exactly. Think- <laughs> and I can never knock any celebrity who uses their platform for the greater good, like a Jesse Williams, for example, you know, and I don't care what their skin tone is. I don't care if people say, oh, well, he, he's light skin. He has privilege. You know, it'll get out faster. At least he's using his privilege for the greater good. If you want to look at it from that standpoint, overall, I feel like, you know, with the celebrity, like, is it their right to be a role model? I personally don't think it is. I think it's their choice. Mm -hmm. If they want, if they want to be a role model, if they do great, if not, that's your prerogative. I'm not going to judge and point with my dirty fingers. Um, but I'm I definitely give you the utmost respect. If you, if you make that effort and you say to people, Hey, let's stand up and make a change. Even with Drake, I mean, I saw that IG letter as well. Yeah, yeah. Some people will probably say, "Oh, well, it looks like it looks like a PR thing that he did," you know, yeah. with the whole signature at the end. But at the end of the day, at least a message was made, yeah, nonetheless, yeah, exactly, right? But exactly. like you can't you can't really harp yeah. on that, like because yeah. like of- you can't expect him to be like all the way like like somebody else would because. That's exactly just, that's just not him, it's not know? consistent with his brand or whatever exactly, the case may be exactly. and how he wants to carry his brand that's his business exactly. literally speaking that's his business exactly. so we can't get we can't knock at that we can For just sure. appreciate the fact that there are celebrities out there may not be our cups of tea may not be people that we tune into on a regular basis but sure. they're saying something and you can't you can't you can't knock the hustle when it comes to that exactly. um sure. ladies and gentlemen again hit me up GM underscore cool, cool underscore radio, all platforms. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, we are at the 930 mark right now, and uh, I like to call this the overtime edition of Cool Radio. So before we get into the final segment, we got to get into Flashback Friday. So we're going to play that quick drop just like this. You already know how it goes, people. Hit me up on all social media platforms and let me know what you want to hear from that track. Based on all the turmoil that's happening in America, I think music would be the best remedy to at least help uplift our souls and you know ease our pain mentally um so with that being said i think it's time that we tune into a classic record from tupac shakur and this one is called changes so when we come back we have the wankster of the week so keep it locked it's cool radio yeah listen online or download the app maximumfm.ca Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Overtime Edition of Cool Radio, as I like to call it. Nonetheless, I am your host, DM Cool. And I still got in the building pro athlete Ryan Wright. Say what's up to the people. What's up? What's, what's up? Happy to be here. Yes, what's yes. Done? Always. Now, it is that time of the show that, that you have been patiently waiting for. We're about to bring it to you just like this. <clears throat> Who has been crowned the captain of Coonery this week? Who has been entered into the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for another edition of Wankster of the Week. So with that being said, let's play that real quick. Wankster of the Week goes to none other than Repeat Offender. I don't even know how many times she's been the Wankster, but (laughs) she's getting it again once again today. Um, Wankster of the Week goes to none other than the Internet's busiest troll, Azealia Banks. Now, Azealia Banks is getting the wankster of the week, not because, you know, she made, you know, homophobic remarks towards someone, 
because she's accusing someone of cultural appropriation, which I will actually get into in a second. Um, she is getting the wankster because she has decided to bleach her skin. So in a Facebook post that she put up, I believe, yesterday on the Thursday, she stated, you know, what is the difference between me bleaching my skin and someone tanning their skin? She said, you know, you guys judge me for um, – you, you guys didn't say anything about me putting weave in my hair and ripping out my edges, but now you have something to say about me bleaching. And I, I can't help but think about all the hypocr hypocrisy that she has been spewing out for so long now about cultural appropriation and whiteness and how – Black people try to copy whiteness and how there are white people who try to copy blackness and that they're cultural appropriating. By you bleaching your skin, making it lighter than what it actually is, wouldn't you consider yourself a cultural appropriator? <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know what it is with all these celebrities that do it, these black celebrities like Vibes Cartel and, and Sammy Sosa and whomever. But bleaching your skin leaves not only psychological effects, but actually bodily effects to your skin. It can cause damage to your skin. You can get skin cancer from that stuff if you apply too much of it. Skin, from my understanding, skin bleaching is to only apply to uh, certain areas of your skin that have that have some sort of like uh, pigmented damage to it, basically. So if you want it to even out with a certain patch of your body that is in the same color, then that's when you use it. But to do it to your entire body means that you are trying to succumb to some some form of uh, colonialistic whiteness that's been subconsciously embedded in you. And the fact that you have preached on about Afrocentricity for your own personal gain, and then now you flip around and use skin bleaching products to make yourself whiter, it actually it actually proves my point that you use the whole Afrocentric bit to kind of further your agenda towards people like Iggy Azalea, for example. You've actually proved my point by doing it, so I thank you for that. But nonetheless, I gotta give you the wankster because at the end of the day, you are making yourself out to be the world's biggest hypocrite for doing that. And you're setting a bad example for all your fans who look up to you. You're basically telling black girls all around the world, all around America, that in order to be appreciated, you have to lighten your skin so that you can blend in with the rest of the crowd. Newsflash. Just because you are lighter doesn't mean that you're on the same level as white people when it comes to the context of classism. You're still seen as black. It doesn't, mean, it doesn't matter how much more privilege you got. You may, be have, you may have like two tenths of privilege added on, but it doesn't really account for a whole lot. So you went from eating crumbs off of the floor to eating a full chicken bone off of the floor. Congratulations. <laughs> and with that being said, I got to give you the wankster of the week. Do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. I'm going to drop on you just like this. <laughs> Ryan Wright, your thoughts on that? Man, I agree. I agree. And it's worse coming from her just because, um, you know, her her whole persona has been built off of her going on these Twitter tirades, calling guys Uncle Toms and calling guys, you know, this this word and that word. That's derogatory for, you know, uh, Uncle Tom and things like that. Nature. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's 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 definitely like you're it's a hypocrite and like she's a straight up hypocrite. And, and as you said. Not only is it uh, damaging physically, it's also damaging psychologically, and especially to like her fans. Like mm -hmm. she probably has a lot of fans who are dark skinned, mm -hmm. and now they look at her like, "Wow, like she bleached her skin. Like, whoa, like maybe I'm not that attractive anymore." You exactly. Know what I mean? So like, so yeah, yeah, definitely, it's it's whack. It's, it's definitely whack on her part. You know what I mean? And and um, yeah, she definitely loses a lot of points for that. She I mean, she's lost a lot of points. Oh, she already, already did. She already did. Yeah, she's, now she's in the negatives. Now you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's, <laughs> she's she's like an overdrawn bank account. Right yeah, now. Well, yeah, yeah. All the, the way overdraft. in the negatives. Exactly. She's overdraft. <laughs> she's overdrafted right now on her on her, on her points right now. You know oh I mean? so, man. So yeah, yeah. I'm 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 definitely with you on that. You know. Yeah, she's up. definitely in the default right now. That's for damn sure. <laughs> exactly. I I I'm just <laughs> laughing because I remember all those tirades, all those rants, especially the one on Hot ninety seven when oh, she was just sure. going in on Azalea Banks or sorry on Iggy Azalea or whatever I almost want to like watch that again and just kind of like chuckle to myself like this was you like two years ago exactly. where are you now exactly but but nonetheless man we got to wrap things up so before we do um where can the people find you on social media actually okay uh man uh my Instagram is uh r right one mm -hmm. uh my Twitter is uh Ryan underscore right one um 
my website, ryanwrightbasketball.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the website's the best way just because uh, all my social media is linked to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just check out ryanwrightbasketball.com. You can follow, follow everything I'm doing. You can follow the progress of the camp. I'm going to be posting some pictures of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow things about my career. You know, I try to post as much as I can as soon as I, you know, start working again. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, yeah, tune into that. All right, perfect, man. Sure. Ryan, I got to thank you for coming through once again on Cool Radio. You already know. We got to make sir. this a summertime thing. Oh, for sure. Of every, every time I'm back. Every time I'm back. You know what I mean? Like, Every time I'm back, I'm sure you're going to have more of an upgraded, up, upgraded everything. So yeah, I, I, I try to raise to the bar, man. I exactly, try to raise exactly. the bar. Now, now you got to raise the bar. You raised it from last summer, so when I come back, you got to see some. I, I, I got to. I got to, <laughs> man. You know, as soon as I get some, you know, some KD money in my bank account, then, you know, I'll be working on <laughs> it's something, coming, man. man. It's coming, oh, just, man. Just work on that handle like, like Van Gundy. Like Van Gundy exactly. in that one video. <laughs> I see that. I yes, see that. He yes, actually yes. got a tight handle. It's not bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's seeing, he's seeing the money that's going around. He, he wants a piece of it. Exactly. <laughs> he, he wants a 10-day contract. He can do that for himself. He's the president of the business. For sure, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, next week we got we got my man Baghdad Bully Nest in the building uh, talking about his music. So we'll we'll discuss that and other things. Uh, you already know what to do. You can hit me up on Twitter at dm underscore cool or cool underscore radio, as well as on YouTube and on the SoundCloud and also on Facebook. Uh, except no underscore, just cool radio. Hit up the fan page on there. Uh, and like I always say each and every week, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies keep it gravy and wavy we are out of here peace Woo!